watch out. Yeah, talking about way out there. Beheim! Wow, is that silence in a little bit. Schrader takes. It's a two-man rush. Schrader steps Don't up. Fit. Pop pass up in the middle. Tucker's got it. Room to run. 15-10. Hit and in. Gregory's touchdown. The Bills make me want to Allen looks to his left. Fires left side. It go to the end zone. Stephon Diggs makes a catch. Touchdown, Buffalo. Swing into this. It is over. The Boston Red Sox. Baseball's best all season long. They have won it all. This is On the Block. Yeah, I was driving home yesterday, so I heard some of your show. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Brent. Thank you. Thanks, Brent. Two, one. Here's X-Men. ESPN Radio 97.7, ESPN Radio, Ooh, 96.5 FM, heard wherever you are, you are doing, on the ESPN app and on a magical place we like to call QSportsTalk.com. The kids love it where you can watch a radio program, you can participate while you watch a radio program in the chat. The chat is back, baby. You thought the chat was gone, right? Get your old AOL screen name back out and put it in the chat at QSportsTalk.com and uh, chat along uh, throughout the show. Give us your thoughts on what we're talking about. Share recipes, secrets to life, JFK conspiracies, whatever you want. AQSportsTalk.com. Half the time, you're not even talking about what I'm talking about, just in your own world. Many things happening there. It's a great place. It's a great place on the Internet. Your satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Not really. But uh, we we feel that confident that you'll walk away from that uh, gaining something, if anything, uh, a delicious recipe for chicken wing dip, perhaps. I don't know. Something. So that is happening, friends, and uh, we're glad you're here. Happy Tuesday. Glad to have you on board, and uh, we'd love to hear from you in the traditional sense. The chat open at QSportsTalk.com, but you can give us a call at 437-7644. Hit me on Twitter, Brent Axe Media as well. I really enjoyed hearing from a number of you off air, though the uh, phone lines flooded yesterday with um, members of the 22 Club and some uh, non-members of the 22 Club that, wanted to have their voice heard, those unwashed that dare to call radio shows. And, yes, do attend games. And, yes, do have season tickets as well, uh, despite the musings of our head coach on Saturday. So great feedback from you there on the air, off the air, and uh, really appreciate it uh, both ways. Some people, uh, you know, not in line with what we said, which is fine. That's the beauty of Sports Talk Radio, friends. So if you didn't get through yesterday on that, uh, phone line's open for you at 437-7644 in the chat, com. We've got two great guests joining us here, and uh, timing is everything, friends. Uh, John Jastrzemski is going to join us in about 20 minutes here, and we have some breaking news, New York Giants fans. The Giants have placed the franchise tag on Saquon Barkley. 
and are close to finalizing a four-year deal with one Daniel Jones. What the details of that contract are financially guarantees, the money being dished out, certainly will be interesting fodder for discussion. So instant reaction from the host of the New York, New York podcast, the great John Jastrzemski, coming up in about 20 minutes here. The Knicks are good. The Knicks are good. Yes, they are. Plus the Jets and their pursuit of one Aaron Rodgers will be discussed. I'm being told uh, from the mega desk, they did settle on $160 million. Is that the – there were some reports out there it was going to be a four-year, $160 million contract. Is that uh, what we're hearing is that, that what they have settled on? And the Giants are in kind of a darned-if-you-do, darned-if-you-don't mentality by giving Daniel Jones, he of one good season in the National Football League under Brian Dable, 50 touchdowns, 49 interceptions coming into this season – His turnover rate went down. He looked like a competent quarterback. They used his mobility to their advantage this year. But is he worth that kind of money? That's just what the market is, or is it? We'll get J.J.'s reaction to all that coming up in 20 minutes. At 525, the head coach of the number one ranked LeMoyne College Dolphins men's lacrosse team, Dan Sheehan, will join us here. Uh, LeMoyne did not back away when it came to its early schedule. And they have got through it 3-0 and so far. Young season, a lot of lacrosse to be played. But uh, LeMoyne, uh, right back where they belong at number one in the country. How did they get there, the schedule, uh, what to look for on this team. And always a pleasure to talk some lacrosse with our friend Dan Sheehan. We will do that at 525. The blind side awaits. Hot takes awake. More quarterback discussions out there. We now know Daniel Jones' fate. What about Lamar Jackson? The franchise tag has been placed on him, but... The Ravens can still, he can seek another deal. And the Ravens then have the opportunity within 13 days to match that deal if, in fact, Lamar Jackson, who, remember, does not have an agent, he is his agent, can negotiate with other teams. The ACC tournament is going on right now. And Georgia Tech leads Florida State 61-60 with .2 seconds remaining on the clock. Josh Pastner currently flipping out on the sideline about something to the officials here. Now he's calling his team into a timeout here. So we'll give you uh don't worry, Jordan. Uh, we will not uh, break any uh, Francis Charlie Charles rules in doing live play-by-play, but we'll keep the people updated here on uh, first game at the ACC tournament. Tuesday at the ACC tournament. Well, it's the second game, right? It's not even the first game. It's game two, a day that Syracuse is not playing, but they will be playing tomorrow. And they will be playing Wake Forest, the same team that they played on Saturday. Which brings us to the beginnings of this here radio program today. They can't go on another run, can they? I'm not doubting anything. Do I think Syracuse is going to go on a run and clinch the NCAA tournament via the ACC tournament? Uh, No, I don't. Statistically, and as Han Solo once said, never tell me the odds, but statistically, Syracuse has a 0.7% chance of doing so via Ken Palm. That's not 7%, friends. That's 0.7%. As they will host Wake, or will play Wake Forest in the noon game tomorrow. We'll have full coverage right afterwards here, pregame at 11 a.m. with yours truly, and then coverage throughout the afternoon. 
and uh, we'll essentially uh, a service post. There'll be official post game tomorrow, but we'll service post game as well as the afternoon goes along here. And all the cool teachers out there are going to have the game on, right? You don't even have to roll in the TV anymore. They just have the TVs in the room in some way, shape, or form, or you can stream it or however you want to do it, right? Uh, that game has gone final, by the way. Georgia Tech wins 61-60. The Yellow Jackets advance. The 13th seed takes down the 12th seed in Greensboro. Florida State will finish at 9-23, and 7-13 and in ACC play. Georgia Tech now 15-17, and 6-14. And, and the Yellow Jackets move on and will face Pitt tomorrow at 2.30. That was the first game. My apologies. That was the first game today. Two o'clock start. Boston College, Louisville is next. Virginia Tech, Notre Dame tonight. Three games on day one. There you have it. So if Syracuse is going to make a run, it's going to rely on one thing, and that is offense. I know they played better defense against Wake Forest. Only giving up 63 points on Saturday when you had averaged over 90 points in the three games prior to that given up a defense that was lost a defense that basically you know why'd you even bother putting people in front of other people is what it came down to because the people you were putting in front of the other people your people that you were putting in front of the opponents were not making a lick of difference if there was no defense on the court in that four game winning streak I think the scores would not have been much different than they were. If Syracuse sat there and stared at those four teams that beat them all by what averaged out to be 19 points per game, I don't think the scores would have been that much more different. That's how ineffective Syracuse's defense was. Saturday it was better. They only gave up 63 points, which compared to the average of 90 in the three prior to that was a lot better. They moved. They got in passing lanes. They shut things down. They closed on shooters. They didn't hope people missed shots. They made people miss shots. Can they do that for four straight games in Greensboro? No. As the guy at the table in the meme says, prove me wrong, but the answer is no. If Syracuse is going to make a run and is going to make something, out of this trip to Greensboro, it is going to come on an offensive heater. It is going to come on the back of Jesse Edwards. I'm sure that Steve Forbes has lost a lot of sleep the past few days, given that Jesse Edwards had 27 and 20 on Saturday, and to expect him to do that again in a different environment and knowing what the film says and just the natural adjustments that a smart coach like Steve Forbes is going to make He's not going to have 27 and 20. I would venture a guess he's not going to have another 2020 game, but Jesse Edwards is going to play well. And you need him to play well. You need him in in high double double territory. So you have that going for you. You have to continue to get this consistent, productive play out of Judah Mintz. Judah Mintz, who just shows something new in his game, it feels like every game. Kissing shots off the glass, extending the shot where he's kind of leaning and, and kissing it off the glass, not afraid to be aggressive, to drive, knows his role, knows the balance between running the offense and being the offense. You need Joe Girard to be around 20 points per game in this stay in Greensboro. Not 
the kind of 16-point game he had, though you'll take 16 points any way you can against Wake on Saturday, but he had to take 18 shots to get there. A more efficient Joe Girard, a confident Joe Girard, a stop and pop, get open, come off screens, and just Joe Girard going down in a blaze of glory if, in fact, he is going down, meaning this is it. Because he does have the option to come back, as we talked about all last week, and you're well aware of uh, heading into senior day last week. You need Chris Bell to wake up and be an aggressive offensive force and not be hesitant and not lead us to the same conversations we've had after so many games. Where he said, oh, Chris Bell played? Really? The box score says he was in there for 17 minutes, but what exactly did he do? You need Pittsburgh Benny Williams. Confident, shooting, aggressive, three-point making Benny Williams. I'm leaving out a few things here. But anything I'm leaving out, anything you can think of, anything I didn't mention, it's going to come on the offensive end. Because this is not a team that I feel like can put it together for four games defensively. I don't think this is a team that can put it together in consecutive games defensively, which is why I'm wary of how this game tomorrow is going to go. Wake Forest, I feel, is going to shoot better tomorrow from three-point range than they did on Saturday. Wake Forest walked into a hornet's nest on Saturday. They lost from the minute that plane landed because of the feeling that surrounded that game and the vibe that was ever present in central New York. The 2003 team home with so many former players home with Syracuse fans looking for something to root for with a crowd of 24,000 plus, none of them sports radio callers, of course, but a crowd of 24,000-plus that wanted to see something and experience something that, frankly, they already had, but to experience it again because nostalgia is a hell of a drug. And I think that inspired everybody, and I think it helped lift Syracuse to victory. Now you have got to capture that feeling and play that motivated and play that well and that sharp at noon on Wednesday in the opening game of the ACC tournament where there will be um, Syracuse fans travel and there will be Syracuse fans there but Wake Forest not too far away from Greensboro they are going to have much more of a presence in that game than they certainly did on Saturday so a lot of the X factors a lot of the intangibles that led Syracuse to victory on Saturday will not be present tomorrow I think Wake Forest will shoot better tomorrow I think that Syracuse's defense will struggle to be as consistent as it was. I think that Wake Forest will have a better handle on foul trouble against Jesse Edwards tomorrow. And I think Syracuse is going to perk our eyebrows and generate some real conversation and get people to re-engage in this team. It is because they go on an offensive heater. It is because they shoot the lights out. It is because they just go for it. They know who they are and what their ticket is to make a deep run in this thing. Because if Syracuse gets by Wake Forest, they get Miami. They have the number one seed. They have the best team in the ACC, the player of the year in Isaiah Wong, and a team that is on a hell of a heater right now. 
They beat Duke 81-59, Louisville 93-85, North Carolina 80-72, Wake Forest 96-87, Virginia Tech 76-70, lost a one-point game to Florida State, beat Pitt 78-76. Now, there's a lot of close games in there. There's a lot of close scores in there, but that's the point. That's exactly the point. Miami plays and wins in a lot of close games, including if you go back to when they beat Syracuse. You know who had a great day? against Miami. This is back in January now. So what has changed since then that would factor into this matchup? But you know who had a career high at that point in that game? Jesse Edwards, who had 25 points, later eclipsed that and matched that once again against Wake Forest with 27 points. Joe Girard had 21. You know who else? Showed up in that game in a rare blip on the radar, Benny Williams, who had 12 and, by the way, both he and Gerard dished out five assists in that game. That is encouraging. When you go into a matchup with Miami where you would feel you're at a certain disadvantage, but if you can gain some momentum against Wake Forest, particularly on the offensive side of the ball, and get some of those same people re-engaged. And if Jesse Edwards does the Jesse Edwards things we are capable of and know he is capable of, Gerard, 21 points against Miami. He's going to have to be there tomorrow. He's going to have to be there against Miami if they make it to that game and any other day and as far as they would go in this thing. This is not the same type of team that could make the run that Jerry McNamara made in 2006. Or really any example you can give me, and there's not a lot of examples in the ACC tournament. Syracuse has failed in the ACC tournament time and again since coming into this league. Think about it. What is the most significant ACC tournament memory when it comes to Syracuse basketball? Buddy Bayheim punched a dude. And then in that next game, Jimmy Bayheim at 28 points, and Syracuse played an inspired game and had everybody on upset alert, but ultimately did lose to Duke. Syracuse does not have a strong history in the ACC tournament, which might lead some of you to say they're due for it. Well, no better time to be due for it when you absolutely have to make a run in the ACC tournament because you have no choice. And if they're going to do it, and they're going to captivate people, and they're going to get people tall, here goes Syracuse again, right? It is going to be because they have the offensive heater of offensive heaters that they have had all season. Can it happen? Well, of course it can. Will it happen? I'm not going to predict it. If it does happen, am I going to fall out of my chair in stunned shock? Of course not. Not in the ACC tournament, but we have seen Syracuse do weirder things. 437-7644, Brent Axe Media on Twitter and the chat flowing at QSportsTalk.com. That's on the table. Look forward to your response in the chat and throughout the show this afternoon. ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. 
This is On The Block with Brent Axe. It's presented by Best Buy Auto Sales. Hello, Lukey. Hello, Brent. The blind side awaits here. Um, what we're going to do during the next break, because I forgot to do this earlier, so the people watching on QSportsTalk.com during our next break, uh, mystery pack of the day. Ooh. Yesterday we opened up 1991 NFL Pro Set cards. Okay. Got a... It's out there. I put it on the Megadeth. Thurman Thomas, Ooh. Super Bowl twenty five. Okay. I know the overall memories of that day. Probably not good, <laughs> but he had a hell of a game. Would have been the MVP. He had that kick on just a little bit more. Where'd you get the cards left. from? Are they just there? Uh, shout out to our friend Brian from Pond Pro. Okay. Fine sponsor of this radio station. I uh, so when we went there initially, I was just thrilled to see they had all these old baseball cards like yeah. 1990 Fleer 90 Donruss oh, and I wanted to buy them so we could open them on Q Sports Talk great content just to see what's in the mystery yeah that opening cards saw Brian the other day he came to our uh remote at Wegmans okay he was just at the burger bar <laughs> and he said I'll bring you some more cards and shout out he did and we have our second mystery pack coming up there's nothing like opening a pack of cards oh. it just I still get that brings juice, you back. Man. Yep, brings yeah, you back. Brings you right back. Now the the question is, dude, some of them still have gum in them. Ooh, that's what I want. The stale do. gum. The stale gum. You don't know how long it's been in there for. They did when I was a kid. I don't know about now. I though. would not attempt to bite the gum. No, because uh, I let's just say I was just at the dentist and I have noticed. Unless you want a Terry Francona or two. Yes. <laughs> A great way to put it right there. It's time for the blind side. So stay tuned on QSportsTalk.com. We'll open up the mystery pack. In the meantime, uh, speaking of mysteries, let's see what Luke has got in the blind side today. We talked about it during the Q Sports Talk break, but I want to shout out Oswego. Yeah, let's go Lakers, baby. Men's basketball team Woo! in the Sweet 16. Unfortunately, hockey team loses to Plattsburgh. They don't go to the tournament, but is Oswego a basketball school now? Yes, yes, they are. Forget those hockey people. No, we're kidding, of course. We love the hockey people. But, look, second year in a row with a nice run in the tournament. Now they've got a big challenge. Coach Leone, shout out. He's a listener to this yes. show. He was uh, telling me on the Twitter, so the team they're facing Saturday has got like, like a crazy home winning streak. Oh, wow. That they're going into. Let me see if I can look it up while we're yapping about it here. But, yeah, they, uh, they're up against it. They're going to have a, a stiff challenge, but they're in the Sweet 16. Yeah, I mean, it's great to see, you know, two Go. meaningful games going on on Oswego's campus. Can't can't hate on that. But, yeah, I, I heard it's a tough task. I hadn't heard how tough a, ta- how tough a task it uh, was going to be. Let's see if I can find it here. Uh, yeah, here we go. Number one, Randolph-Macon, 66-game home court wow. winning streak. Wow. Well, you'll make some history if you win that one, yeah. that's for sure. That's tough. Giddy up. Let's go Lakers. Well, we talked about Thurman Thomas during the break. We did. Now, another running back yep. that is now on the trading block is Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. Say there's no such thing as a salary cap. <laughs> yeah. Should the Bills, should the Bills put out a feeler for Derrick Henry? Yes, but yeah, that little thing called the salary <laughs> cap will come into consideration here. He would be perfect. That's what they need. There's been a lot of buzz about B. John Robinson and will the Bills make a move there? It's late first round. I wouldn't hate it. I'd be surprised if Brandon Bean did it. Yeah. But, man, Derrick Henry, even for the next year or two. I don't want to tackle him. I mean, just make my dreams come true. Come on. That'd be huge. Speaking of making dreams come true, how 
much easier would our lives be if the Sabres had won the Connor McDavid lottery? It's hard not to think about that. You know, the wind blows a little more in 2015 our way. You get Connor McDavid. Dare I say they would have already made a Stanley Cup run. I don't think it's crazy to say. It's such a shame, Lukey, because Connor McDavid is the... I'm going to frame it this way. He's the biggest... If a tree falls in a forest, no one hears its star in sports. He is a megastar. That if he played for the Rangers, for the Bruins, for a, you know a more marquee franchise in the National Hockey League, Edmonton is historically, but not lately. The, let, let me put it to you this way. Stephen A. Smith would know who he was when hockey came up on yeah. first take the other day. This guy's got 124 points already. There's it's, a month to go. That's stupid. It's just stupid. Big one for the Sabres tonight. Must get win. back in it. Must win. Now, they got some games in hand on the Islanders, but wouldn't be uh, too too shabby to grab a couple more. If Connor McDavid and Mike Trout walk down the street of Manhattan, who's getting stopped more? <laughs> that's a great question. And Might be un- neither of it's, them. Yeah. Like, those guys work out. I think that's what people say. Yeah. The uh, Ravens placed the non-exclusive franchise tag on Lamar Jackson mm-hmm. today. I ask you this. Will Lamar Jackson be in Baltimore next season? No. I think that's over. I think that... Now, here's the weird thing with this. The wild card in this scenario is... You know who Lamar Jackson's agent is? Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. <laughs> so, to negotiate a deal, let's say to Atlanta who there are reports out there today they're not interested, but putting the non-exclusive tag on him means he can't talk to other teams and then the Ravens can match it if they want to. I don't think he is in Baltimore next year. I think Tampa's a possibility. I think Atlanta should continue to take a look at it. I mean, is that a fallout plan if you don't get the Aaron Rodgers deal done with the Jets? I just think... There's a lot of hurt feelings here that they didn't get to. They should have picked up the fifth-year option before this started and just taken care of all this. I think the Ravens have botched this to this point. We'll see where it goes from here, but if you're asking me right now, I don't think he's a Baltimore Raven next year. No. Does it bother you as much as it bothers me when you see an all-conference team that has six or seven players on the first team? No, it doesn't bother me at all. What? No. There should be five players. If you're making an all-team, you can't have six guys. That's a violation. Lukey, I only have so much room in my brain these days to worry about certain things. As the great advice was given to me once upon a time. So, Lukey, I never heard this expression until, of all places in the world, I was in, I'm going to call it this because this is what it was, is my mommy group. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So, when my daughter was two... She was in the two-year-old program. Shout out to ESM and the great school district program they have. They had, so it was a two-year-old program, which befuddled me at the time when my wife said, I'm going to take my child to school. I'm like, she's two. So anyway, I'm in my mommy group because it's me and it's 12 moms. Okay. I'm the only dad in there. And we are on the um, highly debated. You want to see a hot first take, just spitfire opinion roundtable. Talk about potty training. Oh, wow. Right? That's 
We want to get some takes on life. That's Perkins versus J.J. Reddick. That's exactly right. And in the course of this conversation, shout out to the great Judy Germani, who says to me, is that the hill you want to die on? Right? Yeah. I said, man, that's great advice. Right? So putting six or seven players on the all-whatever team, I, I will turn that to you, Luke, and say, is that the hill you want to die on? No, I don't want to die on it. Okay. So, yeah, I don't, care. I don't care. I really don't care. It does, doesn't does, bother me. Does it bother you that Joe Girard wasn't making an appearance on the uh, any of the all-ACC teams? Because that seemed No, it does not bother me. People were really up in arms about that one. Well, you know. They rip them all year, and now they want them on the all-ACC team. That's funny Syracuse how that works. fans for you, right? Yeah. Do you, believe, uh, you believe Tom Brady's actually done? Yes, I do. He's done. Okay. He's not going to play for the Miami Dolphins or any other National Football League team or XFL team or USFL team or any professional football league. He done. He out. He gone. He gone. We gone to a break, but we're back after this. Stay right there. Mystery pack coming up on QSportsTalk.com.